Well, it's 5.08 now at KTSA. Good morning. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. The KTSA Morning News. And I am Trey Ware with Captain Don Morgan and Elaine Rodriguez. And whenever there's Chris Glasgow, um, the bravest people that I can think of are, are, are these first responders. We are sitting here watching the first responders do their thing in Miami. Surfside, obviously. Um, and they are actually in the parking garage underneath a building that has collapsed. That's where the, res- the, the, the search and rescue is going on right now is underneath the collapsed building. A building that we saw, if you saw the video of it come down, we saw it come down just like, well, I hate to compare it to this, but just a picture that everybody has in their mind when the Twin Towers came down, imploding and coming straight down. That's that's what happened to this building, the portions of it that did collapse, and it just came straight down. And, and in two sections on this surveillance video from 24 hours ago, you see one section come straight down and the other section come straight down as well. And resting on top of the parking garage that has also collapsed, but that is where these uh, search and rescue first responders are, standing in hip, deep water underneath there and trying to get through a wall, trying to cut through a wall. Now, think about that. I'm, I'm sure that they have the power cut to the building because I'm sure there's wires and everything in that water, but uh, they're underneath a structure that at any time could give way. They don't know. And that's what they're doing. Now, some people are now starting to speak out who were in the the collapse itself. I thought to myself that the roof is caving in, said Bruno Treptow, 62 years old. He said, I turn to my wife. She wakes up startled, and she says, no, it can't be. So I hug her. I give her a hug, and I say, listen, this is it. We're going to die as the roof was caving in on them. One person confirmed dead. The seaside carnage expected to rise deeply today. Uh, Officials said they expect the numbers of dead to go up as they continue to dig through the pancake rubble. They are uh, have already identified and declared safe 102 people. 99 still can't be accounted for, some of whom may have been in the building or not. They just don't know, according to the mayor out there. 35 people rescued. Two were pulled out of the rubble, according to officials. Alfredo and Marion Lopez were sleeping in their sixth-floor apartment in the northwest corner when they heard their building starting to collapse at 1.30 a.m. I woke up and I thought, we're just having a bad thunderstorm, Alfredo said. He's 61. Until he realized the view from his window was blocked. There was a cl- thick cloud of dust outside of his window. Treptow was sleeping in his home on the eighth floor, and he had the same thought. Did lightning just hit the building, he asked, before thinking about the heavy construction that had been going on on the roof. And when the Lopez's entered the building's hallway, their neighbor's door completely gone. So that complete side of the building was not there. The apartments were completely gone. He just stepped into the hallway, and it was open space into the outside. As Trepto stepped out of his unit, he saw only his neighbor's door frame. The door had been yanked into the abyss with the apartment. When the other side apartment, these are guys who were on the inside apartments. When the outside apartments fell, they stepped into the hallway, and there was nothing there but, I was going to say daylight, but, of course, it was 1 o'clock in the morning. Alfredo Lopez saying you could hear people crying and screaming for help. He carried a woman to rescuers. Pablo Rodriguez, whose mother and grandmother were also among the missing, said his mother called him complaining of creaking noises the day before so what caused it nobody knows yet experts are now talking about possible causes a massive implosion an area expert brought forward some ideas gary slossberg is the founder of the south florida construction company national home building and remodeling corporation he says there are many things that could have happened construction defects engineering defects things of that nature engineering inspections happen every five or ten years for example and they might include removing drywall or other material to look and see what the steel beams inside look like. The salt in Miami's coastal air could potentially facilitate the erosion of the steel, and evidence of that erosion looks like rust, you know, and, and Slossberg said it's, it's like a cancer. By the time you see it, it could be too late. He also suggested that the building were construction with a post-tension slab. Now, that is where they have cables in there. They pull them tight, they pour the concrete, and then they let the cables loose. If one of them breaks, he said it could take down the entire building. They say it had been sinking for years, according to researchers down there. It was built in the 19, in 1981, but they say it's been sinking into the ground since the 1990s. 
According to a 2020 study conducted by a professor at Florida International University, I looked at it this morning and I said, oh, my God, we detected that. A fire department New York veteran who was there when the Twin Towers collapsed in New York, he said that the fact that the rescuers heard banging sounds from inside, that's actually good news. He said those are voids down in there. And if you hear banging, you can tell the difference between the, the concrete or the metal banging and humans banging on something. And if they hear that, then they know exactly where and what to look for. But the search and rescue effort is continuing right now in Miami. We'll continue to update you. Interesting information from the FDA and the CDC today on Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. I'm going to tell you about that. And Whispering Joe set off the Internet again yesterday because, like the creepy he is, he was whispering. I got them. Wow. He's a freak. You'll hear it. Come on. Oh yeah, we're gonna have to rip. You know what? You know what? we need to, we need to, we need to make a spoof song and put that in there. We, we that's got to be mixed into a spoof song. You know what we're listening to, right, guys? El Presidente. Yeah, as if you as if you didn't realize he couldn't get any weirder after that whole Second Amendment thing. And we're gonna take you out with nukes if you try to take over the government, man. You gotta bring your F-16 in there and nuke because we're gonna. Yeah, that goofball. He then has two pressers yesterday, right? He does one in D.C., and he's talking about this uh, infrastructure bill that, that we'll talk about here in a little while. And, uh, he, you know, he's a like, great infrastructure bill. It's great. He goes on and on and on, right? And the number one story of the day is what? Miami. Miami. Number one story of the day. Doesn't talk about it at all. Doesn't mention it. You know, usually president comes out and he goes, oh, before I get started with my uh, prepared remarks, I just wanted to say that we're thanking and praying for the people down in Miami, and I have already been in touch with the mayor. I've been in touch with the governor, and I have said, anything that you need, man, you got it. Right here, full resources of the federal government. It's all yours, all right? Okay, now let me talk a little bit about the – no. He comes out and he starts talking about the – hey, listen, if you don't if you don't send me the other part of the bill, Tove, the $6 trillion, and I'm not going to sign this one. And he starts whispering and stuff. Well, uh, and, and somebody has to step in and remind him to talk about Miami. Go ahead. I've got to get a helicopter. One more. Mr. President, will you travel to Florida, sir? Can we ask you about Florida, what you've learned? And what oh, you've yes, learned. I apologize. Yes, thank you, my president. Uh, I've spoken with, coincidentally, the mayor of Miami-Dade was in my office yesterday. And I talked to her today. Not about that, obviously. And so I had a long discussion with her today. I've also spoken with, we've been in contact with the Congresswoman, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who has that district. We've gotten in touch with FEMA. They're ready to go. Okay. So there you go. FEMA. FEMA's ready to go. Okay. So good to know that FEMA is ready to go. Um, And then he gets on a plane and he goes down to North Carolina. All right. And um, he starts talking about other legislation down in North Carolina, infrastructure, a couple of other things. And then he leans over in the podium, and almost throughout the entire press conference, he does this kind of really weird whispering Joe act. I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. They're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential. What is that? 210-599-5555. It was the creepiest, and, and he is a creep dog. He is a creep dog. You know, handsy, smell your hair, sniff your hair, creep dog. And he leans, you know, when you look at Hunter, okay, Apple doesn't fall far. And he leans over on the podium and he's just, go ahead. I wrote the bill on the environment. This was how the press conference went. I mean, he's a creep dog. It's like, come here, let me smell your hair. I mean, I would expect to answer the phone and on the other end, do you remember the 70s? On the other end of the phone, what are you wearing? Do you remember those days? You'd answer the phone, hello, what are you wearing? 
is a president. Are you alone? What are you doing? He's a creep dog. All right, go ahead. Pay them more. This is an employee's, employee's bargaining chip now. What's happening? That's what I want to know, Joe. We, we, I think the world wants to know. Uh, what's happening, Joe? Hey, Joe. Creep dog. That's what I'm going to start calling him from here on out. Creep dog. I, I thought about whispering Joe, but, you know, that that wouldn't be fair to great artists in the past, you know. But he's creep dog. Okay, go ahead. It's not a secret. <laughs> Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Anybody creeped out about the president leaning over the podium and whispering a press? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I got them. What's that? You did what? I got them. I'm not real sure what you just said, Joe. <laughs> One point nine trillion dollars relief so far. Okay, that's pretty awesome. Are we supposed? Is this the way we're supposed to act now from here on out? All right. Hey, you folks who voted for Creep Dog, call me up. Tell me all about it. 210-599-5555. The FDA is expected to move rapidly to add warning labels to Pfizer and Moderna vaccines following the emergence of heart inflammation cases. CDC reporting roughly 1,200 cases of heart inflammation conditions. The advisory panel said there is a likely association between the condition and the mRNA vaccines. The heart inflammation condition typically occurs within several days to a week following vaccination, and symptoms include shortness of breath, chest pain, and a pounding or fluttering heart. Great. Anyway, they're going to add that to, well, speaking of whispering, those are the things at the end of the commercial they say. Your heart may enlarge really fast. You may pick up a really big, weird eye in the middle of your forehead, and all these things because you got the vaccine. I got them. Yeah, you did. So happy, too. So the infrastructure bill, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but it, it, I've got an angle to this you need to hear about, right? Okay, so we're going to tell you more about that. And the president is praising Kamala Harris for the great job she's done in all this travel to the border. That's what he said yesterday. Great job, Kamala. Uh, today's her first day. She's not really going to where the problem is. She's going to El Paso. That's about a thousand miles away from where the problem is, but we're going to talk about that too. And it's 536-550 KTSA FM 1071, and it's Funky Friday. Trey Ware here. It's also Red Friday, so remember everyone deployed. Please remember everyone deployed today. So, yeah, Joe Biden whispered his way through a press conference. You'll hear more of that coming up. Now, Whispering Joe talked about the bipartisan spending bill. It's not bipartisan when Mitt Romney is the Republican, okay? <laughs> Let's just be clear. Mitt's a Democrat. Everybody, everybody, Lisa Murkowski, she's a Democrat. This isn't a bipartisan bill, but they can call it that if they want to. And it's the classic uh, bait and switch thing, which is what liars do. You know, they come out and they say, we've got a bipartisan deal on infrastructure for roads and bridges and all that. But then Joe comes back a couple of hours later and he says, well, I'm not si- signing the, the roads and bridges one without you also sending over the one that I can expand socialism in America with $6 trillion. They have to hit my desk at the same time or it's not going to get signed. So it's bait and switch. It's back to ground zero with this guy and, and these uh, these Democrats up there. But one thing that is inside this infrastructure bill I want you to be aware of, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it right now, but it's something to pay close attention to. They are going to offer money to various cities to get them to get rid of suburbs. And this has been a plan that's on Joe Biden's website that he's talked about for a long time. Even Donald Trump said he's going to do this. Been very prophetic on this, that, that Joe Biden was headed in this direction. We know that this is a plan that Joe has. We know that, it's, that Ron Nirenberg, the, the local connection is Ron Nirenberg is in on that plan. And, and what they say is they say it's affordable housing, and it all has to do with the environment, right? So what they say is what we got to do is get rid of single-family homes. 
like suburbs. If you live in a neighborhood out in Stone Oak, let's just say as an example, then in Joe's plan, he he's going to offer cities money to uh, get rid of their own zoning laws and to federalize their zoning laws, local zoning laws, get rid of local zoning laws, federalize them in Washington D.C. They'll have they'll make the zoning laws for the cities, and the money's going to be too much for them to say no. Right? It's 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 how they raise just, you know the, the the drinking age to twenty one. If you want federal highway dollars, then raise the drinking age to twenty one. And all the states did it, of course, because they can't go without federal highway dollars. So the same is what they're going to do here. They're going to come and they're going to offer these cities a lot of money. I'm talking pots of gold in order to consolidate housing. Now, how will they do that? Let's just take your your neighborhood as an example. For those who may be on a quarter acre, there's not much room there for them to build there, but let's just say next to you or around the corner there's an open lot. Well, then that's going to be opened up for bidding for multifamily low-income housing. No matter where you live in the city, they will bid on that piece of property for low-income housing to be put there, and it will be like a high-rise with a parking lot, like a, like a high-rise um, apartment complex with, with, with a parking lot, but it's low-income. Right, And that'll be in your neighborhood. They're going to start interspersing these throughout the neighborhoods. In areas where you have homes that are on larger pieces of property, let's say you're um, on an acre or three-quarters of an acre. Well, you know, you can get at least one more house, and the way they're looking at building these smaller homes, like a 1,500 to a 1,200-square-foot home, you could probably get two more houses plus yours on the acre that you're on. And you won't have a choice because they're going to come to you and they're going to say, here's how the new zoning rules work. And they're going to rezone your property to have multifamily units put on your property, more homes put on your property. And it's all coming from Joe's infrastructure plan. This is all in there, folks. This is a way that they want to uh, provide opportunity. It's <laughs> the way they call it. We're going to provide an opportunity for those who haven't had the opportunity before to live in the nice neighborhoods, to have the nice schools, to have the nice restaurants and all those things around the corner, and the nice stores, so on, so on, so on. This is the way we're going to do it. We're going to rezone all of the neighborhoods and the cities, and particularly the smaller towns. They're not going to be able to say no to the cash that's going to come. And if they do, well, then they just take it because the blue, the blue cities and the blue states will say yes. Uh, automatically, they're going to say yes, and they're going to jump on this money. So the smaller states will say, absolutely, I need a bridge. You know, the smaller cities, I need a bridge. This bridge has got to be replaced. This road has got to be replaced. So, yes, we'll take your money, and, yes, we will allow you in D.C. to zone our private city's property. It's a big, big deal. It'll change America forever. It's going to change the look of America forever. It's going to change your neighborhood forever when they start building these properties, whether it's going to be the high rise. Right now, let's just take as an example, you live on a, let's just say you live on a half acre, okay? All right. So right now, you open up the backyard and the house that you look at is across the yard from you, right? Well, under this plan, when they rezone it, the house is going to be five feet out your back door. Uh, there's also talk, and I haven't seen this written down, but there's talk that they will rework the zoning where, let's just say there's two people living in a 3,000-square-foot house. Well, that's too much house for two people. So they will come with incentives for you to have other people move in with you, and the incentives will be a must. And so this is all stuff that they're working on right now to put people together, and they say, well, we got to do it for the climate. Anytime you hear Nuremberg talk about affordable housing, that's what I want you to think of because that's exactly what they're working on right now. Well, Joe Biden says Kamala's done a great job so far on the border, although she's done nothing on the border. She's done a great job so far. She is going to be in El Paso today. That's not the border. <laughs> of course, there's a border there somewhere, but that's not where the problem is. El Paso is a sanitized version of all of this. And even Henry Cuellar, i got to give him props, man. Henry says, this is nothing but a political photo op. And by the way, nobody let him know that Kamala was coming to Texas. Do you know how Henry Cuellar found out that Kamala was coming to Texas? One of the Border Patrol agents called him and said, hey, is she going to come here too? 
And he said, what are you talking about? Well, the vice president's coming to Texas. What? 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 Nobody from the administration thought to pick up the phone and call the representative in Texas that has been the leading voice about the situation at the border. It hasn't happened. Nobody has contacted him. Nobody's contacted the governor. Hey, we're coming down there. It's a photo op. She does not want to see the ticked-off ranchers that are just south of San Antonio that are having their property destroyed and their lives, very lives, are being threatened. And Cuellar also said something that is very important that I want you to know about. Do you know what Title 42 is? Title 42 is keeping people who may have COVID out of the United States as they try to immigrate here. And uh, Henry Cuellar says this is the last strong border control. And very quietly, they're going to get rid of it. And there was talk that they were going to get rid of it in July. But now, Henry Cuellar thinks they're going to get rid of it today. And that will be the very last border control thing that we have in place. Your border will be completely open after they do that, and it's it, it's he's he thinks that Kamala may announce that today. Let's go to line two. Loretta, you're on KTSA. Good morning. Hey, Trey. Good morning to you. Listen, you know what you were talking about, the roads? Uh-huh. There's a, a thing on YouTube called The End Game, all one word, and it explains everything that's happening right now about those roads and why they're cutting off the corridors uh, to the rest of it. It's to control people. And when you do watch that film, I mean, it is scary. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, there's a lot of this that's happening right now, and it is very scary. Thank you so much, Loretta. Have a great weekend. Phones are open at 210-599-5555. Mob gathers in Portland after a deadly officer-involved shooting. But it's got a strange twist to the story. I'll let you in on it in a more whispering creep dog. Maybe, he, maybe he's got a rap career. Yes. Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. I got the quid pro quo. $1.9 trillion relief so far. <laughs> it's a 550 KTSA 107.1 FM. I don't care. I don't care who you are. I don't care if, you, if you're a liberal Democrat or a conservative Republican. I don't care if you voted for him or Trump or a monkey. I don't care. That's creepy stuff, man. This guy. Hey. This guy's a creep. He's a creep dog, man. That is so creepy. I thought, you know, I thought the sniffing of the hair and the rubbing of the shoulders and the whole, come here, honey, come here, baby. I thought all that was creepy, right? Okay. Especially when it's when it's girls he's doing it to. But anybody. Right. You talk about some dude should have been bounced because of M- Me Too movement. That You know, come on. If they, they bounced Al Franken for acting like he was grabbing that actress's boobs, mm-hmm. this guy's got his hands, for years has had his hands all over women. And they haven't done anything to him. But this thing yesterday, come on, that's just creep dog, man. Well, maybe he was using his inside voice. Is, is that what that is? <laughs> this is the way he talks to Kamala. <laughs> <You met> me. <laughs> Can you use your inside voice. Oh, my goodness. Pay them more. What? <laughs> you did what? You gave them more. I got them. Oh, why did you get them, Joe? What did you- $1.9 trillion relief oh. so far. You are awesome, Joe. This is like some sort of horror movie we're listening to, isn't it? <laughs> like, do you remember? <laughs> do you remember when they did when a stranger calls right. and a guy calls from upstairs and he says, "Have you checked the children?" This is Joe. <laughs> That's Joe. He's a creep dog, man. And fa- you check the children. I don't know, Joe. Have you? Oh, we know you. Check the children. We know you did. So, um, yeah. So, if you don't know what we're talking about, yesterday Joe does a press conference, and he leans over on the podium, and get real close to the microphone, and he says, "I got them one point nine trillion dollars relief so far." <laughs> he's acting like like he stole it. And he doesn't want anyone to know. Uh, mommy, mommy, where are you? I stole the money from a cookie jar. And that's what he's saying. That's exactly what it's like. Oh, but it, it, it would be okay if it was like <laughs> one line, yeah. you know, one line. But no, no, no. Joe does more. He won't leave well enough alone. I wrote the bill <laughs> on the environment. 
This really is like a freak movie, isn't it? It really is. I mean, you don't tell anybody. Shh. I wrote the bill. Yeah. I'm the guy. And you know the thing, don't you? You know the thing. It's the thing. We all have the thing. Gave them more. I gave them more. I gave them so much more. It's the best. Why haven't you checked the children? See what I'm talking about? That was Joe. He's creeped up. He's going out on the road. He's going to be the new rap star. Uh, of course, whispering the entire thing as right. Creep Dog. Creep Perfect. Dog. Right. That's his new name on the show, Creep Dog. Uh, here's something you're going to love. Federal Aviation uh, Administration, those are the guys who decide what happens in the air right. over our heads, right? Yep. Speaking of guys who whisper, have you ever heard the captain of an airliner come on and talk the way we're talking right now? Those guys are always talking like this. Hey, we're going to be taking you up to 35,000 feet. My name's Joe Biden. I'll be piloting this airplane, right? If yeah. If they're commentating a golf game or something. Exactly right. Because you don't want them to be excited. No. You do not want a captain no, of an airliner coming. You don't want any indication that something's wrong. I'm going to be taking you up to 35,000 feet. It's going to be a lot of fun. Everybody, hold on. Make sure that your train is up. Okay, everybody, hold on. Here we go. <laughs> don't think so. No. So they've got some new words that they have banned. You know, we're on the word banning thing right now. Yeah. Can't have airmen. No. Uh-uh. Can't have airmen. It's got to be aviator. Aviator. Uh-huh. Okay. Can't have cockpit. What are they going to call it? Flight deck. Okay. Yeah. Uh, manufactured or fabricate, fabricated instead of man-made. This airplane, that would are man-made about that. No, it's, it's, it's manufactured or fabricated. The term cockpit has at times been used by male crew members to undermine feminine co-workers. So, they're taking that out and going with flight deck. These are, these are serious people. This is the FAA. <laughs> this is what they're concerned about. I'm really concerned because we've had, all week long, we've had the upper echelon of the military, you know, Millie and those guys, and they've been talking about how woke they want to be and how they're concerned about white supremacy, and he wants to understand white supremacy, and they want to understand racism, and they want to understand transgenderism, and we want to have, in fact, in, at, at Nellis Air Force Base, they, they had a drag queen night at Nellis Air Force Base, and their reason for doing it was they were going to it, it makes us a better fighting military for drag queen night and uh, so and now the faa is saying you can't call it a cockpit and i'm really starting to worry about things now i'm i'm, yeah. I'm a little concerned but you can't say it's man-made no but you can't say it's manufactured it's man-manufactured well, kind of double standard right? it is manufactured yes wow so um <laughs> between that and the exorcism that was going on in Home Depot, uh, you know, we're we're in trouble. You, did you hear about this story? The exorcism at Home Depot. Yeah, uh, yeah. This was the Home Depot in Pennsylvania, in Dixon City, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. and the cops got a call. Uh, Can y'all come to the Home Depot around here? So what's going on? Uh, there's some people on aisle 11 where the lumber is, and they're exercising some two by fours. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> They're exercising some two-by-fours. Right. Yeah, okay. Uh, we'll be right over. Um, yeah, code three, lights and siren on mm -hmm. that one. Right. So they get over there, and sure enough, they go to the lumber aisle, and there's people sitting there, and they got the holy water, and they're doing the whole Christ compels you. Christ compels you. Come out of the... Uh, uh, on some two-by-fours. Of the two-by-fours. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, the police said, uh, you know, y'all come with us. They didn't charge him with anything, because what sure. are you going to charge him? Uh, it's true. But they did uh, remove them from the store, and I don't know where they took them. Hey. <laughs> they went to Lowe's. They probably did. <laughs> Ace is the place for the yeah, help. Yeah, exactly. They're over at Lumber Liquidators. <laughs> just, they, you know, find somewhere else to take it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, I, I, I just think the whole world's going crazy, except you and me. And I, most times I worry about you. Well, yeah. I don't blame you. So, you know. <laughs> if I start whispering, however. That's right. <laughs> whispering Joe. Say what, Joe? What'd you say? All right. Good to know. It's going to be a weird Friday. Everybody, hold on. We'll be right back. I got them. Hall of Fames later. Trey Ware is still waking up Texas. Oh, it informs me. Totally. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Awesome talk in the morning. Now on FM 1071. $1.9 trillion relief so far. How we Okay. 
All right. Funky Friday. It's Red Friday. Remember everyone deployed. What the shirt say, Chris? What the shirt say? That's it. Remember everyone deployed. Uh, 606 now. And 210-599-5555. Any more updates come out of Miami. We're going to get them to you right away. There's no new news about Miami. I know that's double negative. But anyway, there's there's nothing new. Uh, but as the news comes out of there, we will get it to you here on KTSA. The rescuers are still busy digging through rubble. Well, the report on the February freeze came out yesterday in front of city council, and they called it a cascading disaster. Disaster. This is the emergency preparedness committee that was tasked with looking at what happened in February. It got cold. It snowed and it shut the power off. Eric, can I have all that money y'all spent now? I just figured out what it was. Oh, and CPS wasn't ready, okay, because they've been doing all kinds of other stuff with their uh, time and haven't been focused on making sure we have enough stored power in case they can't get power. And so they had to spend almost a billion dollars getting natural gas because they didn't have any stored. They weren't ready. That's why Paula Goldwim should have been fired. If you if you did with your business the way she did with CPS business, your butt would have been canned. The board would have walked in and said, get out. You have no clue what you're doing. But, you know, they're all political creatures down there. It's the swamp in downtown San Antonio. It's political creatures. So they're not going to do anything. This, this, this committee hearing or this committee was a waste of money and a waste of time because nothing's going to be done. Thank you, Reed Williams, for working on it and doing what you did and, and for getting all the people in and doing all these interviews and asking all these questions. But nothing's going to happen with this. No heads are going to roll. Nothing's going to change. It's going to be SOP. It, I, this is just, I, guys, this is the deal about living here for so long and doing what I do for so long. Do you know how many of these things I've seen over the years? Do you know? <laughs> do you know how many of these committee reports? Well, we're going to do a report. Okay, what are you going to do with a report? Well, nothing, but we're going to do a report. <laughs> okay, anybody going to get fired? Anything going different going to happen? No, nothing's going to happen. No, nothing. But we're going to have a report on it. A report, report, report. But what are you going to do? Nothing. They don't ever do anything. This uh, one, one, one little interesting thing came out in this report. Maybe you'll find it interesting. I know I did. In the, the name of equity. The power outages happened on the north and northwest side. Yeah, yeah. They weren't evenly spread around because, you know, people in other parts of town, well, they have it rougher than you guys in the north and northwest. So we turn the power off in the north and northwest for equity purposes. I just thought that was kind of neat. Don't know if you think about that, but... 210-599-5555. So they had an officer-involved shooting in Portland last night. Shock, right? Okay. And the mob shows up. Shock, right? And they started throwing items at the police officers, right? Because that's what you do when there's an officer-involved shooting. Because, obviously, police only shoot black people. So it's automatic now that when there's an officer-involved shooting... You show up and you start attacking the police, apparently, because they only shoot black people. And so you show up to do that. Yeah, that's how you respond. But when they showed up, the police put out a tweet. Hey, everybody, it was a white person. It was a white guy. Oh, we can go home now. Oh. Oh, okay. Want a black guy? No. Want a black girl? No. All right, everybody go home. All righty, then. So, Biden says that COVID killed more Americans than the U.S. war in Iran. President Biden yesterday afternoon said that he's having a heck of a week, isn't he? <laughs> he really is having a heck of a week. He's on a roll. Um, like we said yesterday, the boy's got something wrong up here. Got a lot wrong up here. And he's having a heck of a week out there showing the rest of the world he's got a lot wrong up here and nobody has got the guts and the nuts to talk about it i do i'll talk about it sean and i talk about it i'm wearing rima everybody else like whistling past the graveyard on this he's the guy that could blow up the world 
and you guys aren't paying any attention. And the reason it's interesting to me is because MSNBC and CNN couldn't get enough of it when Donald Trump picked up his glass with two hands. <gasps> Did you see that? And they bring in all these psychiatrists and say, well, uh, that means that he has got some sort of weird abnormality in the lower left front front quarter of his brain right there by the lower left lobe he's got some sort of darkened space if you're picking up your glass with both hands which means that sometime he's probably going to blow up kansas you know that's how they would do it on those channels but joe can do this all afternoon right and he can talk about how covid killed more americans than our war in iran and nobody says a word i got them 1.9 trillion dollars relief so far they're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential. That's your president. I, I still, man, and I do it every day, and I tell Elaine, if you voted for this dude, I really want you to go to head of the line at 210-599-5555. I, I really want you to talk to me and, and tell me about this. Uh, help me understand <laughs> how this is far better than tweets. I wrote the bill on the environment. Uh, so just so you'll know, in case you're not up to speed on history, there was no war with Iran. We've never been in a war with, well, not recently, in recent memory, we have not had a war with Iran. But he did say yesterday that COVID killed more Americans than all, all of the wars, World War One, Two, Korea, Vietnam, and that very famous war we had with Iran, he said that just barely above a whisper. Ted Cruz has introduced a bill to block federal funding for critical race theory training. The senator saying the federal government has no right to force a political agenda onto Americans, especially one that aims to tear down our institutions and divide us based on race. You go. You go, Ted. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. The Japanese government is speaking out about the do's and don'ts at the upcoming Olympics. I got that for you as well. Trey Ware, KTSA, for Lifestyles Unlimited. And right now is the time to reserve your seat, reserve your space, because the space is going to be limited at the world's largest wealth and passive income expo, September 3rd and 4th in Irving, Texas, where you're going to be able to connect with successful investors and industry experts. You'll learn how to become real estate retired at any age. You'll be able to grow your power team and investor knowledge base, all this and more. And you can include the master's tour as well, where you're going to go on four apartment uh, tours and look around these apartments. You'll be able to debrief face-to-face with Dell Walmsley afterwards. You're going to learn six and more ways you can make multifamily millions. All of this with your friends at Lifestyles Unlimited and the world's largest wealth and passive income expo. September 3rd and 4th in Irving, Texas. It is a must-attend so you can begin building wealth with real estate. Anybody can do this. You can do it with the help of your friends at Lifestyles Unlimited. Here's what I want you to do right now. Go to wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com, wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Enter my first name, Trey, T-R-E-Y, yeah, how do I spell my name? T-R-E-Y, for incredible discounts, wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Trey, T-R-E-Y. AccuWeather forecast for the weekend. Going to be mostly sunny this afternoon. Breezy today with a high of 95. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and breezy and 94. And Sunday, sunshine, a thunderstorm at a few spots in the afternoon at a high of 90. Right now, those news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Can we ask you about Florida, what you've learned? And what oh, you yes, have? I apologize. Yes, thank you, my president. So, we, 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 618 KTSA, it's Funky Friday. Trey Ware here at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. That was the uh, end of a press conference yesterday. Uh, and at the end, he said, I got to go get on the helicopter. I got to go get on the helicopter. I got to go. And Kamala stepped over to him and said, uh, don't you want to talk about um, Florida, Joe? Oh, yeah. that. What's going on in Florida? Oh, yeah, the building, th- you know, the thing. Okay, so that's how that went yesterday afternoon. Um, Kamala is Kamaler is going over to El Paso today. Um, what do you think about that? 
And, and, you know, she's the border czar. She's in charge of fixing our porous border and the problems. So as far as I'm concerned, anything less than we're closing the border, we're going to finish the wall, and everybody who just got in, we're sending you back. Anything less than that is a total failure as far as I'm concerned. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. You know, they can't do that, right? Because that goes back to the Trump policy, the Trump days. And and whatever Trump did, they have to do the exact opposite. Whatever conservatives do, do now, they have to do the exact opposite. They can't. Even though some of them might like to, some some of them may want to seal up the border. Some of them may want to stop this uh, walk, this march, this run toward Marxism, but they can't. They simply can't because, well, that would be aligning themselves with conservative America, and they can't do that. They have to be the direct opposite. You see, they're always thinking about the next election. What is the next election going to be like? And they're thinking about not only the midterms next year, but they're thinking about Donald Trump. Don't tell me they're not. That's why Nancy Pelosi put together a January 6th commission, and she says it's going to be an operation uh, as long as necessary. Well, that means until <laughs> until the presidential election of 2024. That's how long that commission on January 26th or January 6th is going to be in effect. Okay, so coming up next month, it is the Olympics over in Japan. According to the New York Times, 83% of Japanese citizens do not want the Olympics there. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I thought everybody was pretty open to having the Olympics, and uh, it makes a lot of money, so merchants do well. Uh, tax receipts are huge because everybody brings a lot of cash and all that. I, I, hey, that's what I thought. But 83% of Japanese people do not want the Olympics there. They would rather it be postponed till a later date or maybe even put off in, in its entirety. But no, it's not going to be. It carries on in July. The end of July is when it's going to begin. So Japan has now announced their new COVID guidelines for the Olympics. Here's what you're going to be able to do and not. It limits the venues to 50% capacity only. No outward cheering. Like somebody does well in pole vaulting or, or running a 100-meter dash or whatever. That's pretty much it. You can just give them a thumbs up. <laughs> hey, good job. <laughs> uh, no hugs. No high fives. No handshaking. No back slapping. No cheering. Um, the organizers of the games went against their original plans to allow the sale of alcohol at Olympic venues. They were going to allow the sale of alcohol at Olympic venues, and then they said no because drunk-up people start yelling. He's doing great. He's doing all that slobber and then the COVID. No, yeah, so no, can't have that. The residents of Tokyo will be allowed to drink. Yeah, see here, this you'll be allowed to drink up to 90 minutes between 11 a.m. and 7 p.m., no more than that. You may have 90 minutes worth of drink, and uh, with either with yourself or one other person, as long as you're three meters away from that other person. I can't hear you when you're in my face. How am I going to hear you when you're three meters away? You might as well just text me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see people in restaurants do that all the time. That's right. All the spectators will be required to wear face masks and have their temperatures checked. This sounds like a wonderful time at the Olympics, huh? Spend all that money to fly over there and get your temperature checked and wear a face mask. And while at the venues, no cheering, no high fives, no towel waving. Oh, you can't even do that. And no autographs. Do not ask for an autograph. And if you're an athlete, you cannot give one. The head of the Tokyo Games Organizing Committee, Seiko Hashimoto, says the festive mood will have to be suppressed. And that has become a major challenge. So he says, the way you cheer is you cheer within your heart. <laughs> you cheer <laughs> within your heart. That's how you cheer these guys on. You may not make a noise like, yeah, all right. You may not high-five your friend next to you. You may not slap somebody's back. 
You may not cheer for your own country, or you can't even wave your country's flag like what happens at the Olympics. You're supposed to sit there, hands folded on your laps, and feel the cheer in your heart, Don. Feel it, man. You know, I, just just speaking for myself, but whenever I see an exciting sports moment take place on TV, yeah. I don't consider it a moment for, you know, for you know some quiet reflection. Yeah, you know, no. It's just not something that... <laughs> No, it's not. Crosses is it? my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you want to throw something at the TV sometimes. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> or, you know, you want to stand up and cheer and scream and holler. Which I've been known to do. Well, so. we have, haven't we all? Right. Right. Uh, but no, not in Tokyo at the Olympics this year. You have to sit quietly and just feel the joy in your heart, man. Mm. So, what they're doing actually is turning the entire world into Joe Biden. I got them $1.9 trillion relief. So, so you can do that at the Olympics. Yeah. Awesome. Yay, America. I just want a gold medal. That's it. Good job. I wrote the bill. Yeah. Look, Mom, I'm on TV. You're great, aren't you? I want a gold medal. Congratulations. This really sounds like perverted, doesn't it? Kind of. It really does. Yeah. Hey, what are you wearing? You know, some people kind of like it. That's, that's, that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> You're going to start getting offers to. I am really afraid of that. <laughs> Pay them more. <laughs> hey, do you know this Nick Cannon guy? Nick, yeah. Okay. Not Nick, personally, but yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. So. Nick Cannon has fathered three children with different women since December. <laughs> that's working overtime, wow, man. I guess. He put in a little overtime. The fourth is now on its way. So that'll be four in six months. All right, so he's after it. And Alyssa Scott just announced, she's a model, on her Instagram that uh, that she's got one coming from him. Right. Uh, earlier this month, he became a father of twins with DJ Abby De La Rosa. She's a DJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also welcomed a child with former beauty queen Brittany uh, Bell. And, uh, see, he hasn't, he hadn't picked any, like, you know, home mamas. He's picking all these superstar models right, yeah. and all that stuff. He's got great taste. Uh, yeah, well, he's you know, got, he's got twins with Mariah Carey. That's exactly right. Ten-year-olds, Moroccan and Monroe, are their names. Mm-hmm. Now with Brittany Bell, uh, he's got one named Powerful Queen Cannon. Right. Powerful. Powerful Queen, Queen Cannon. Uh, at, with Abby De La Rosa, he has two. One of them is named Zion, and the other one is named Zillion. Well, there. All right. right. And Alyssa Scott, of course, that baby has not been named yet now in a recent interview you, know, you keep that whispering stuff up he may try to have one with you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna get too close <laughs> yeah, you <may> back off. <laughs> well he did say with howard stern he said you know uh i could die tomorrow morning so i'm staying busy well clearly he <laughs> yeah, is right? yeah. and, he, and he said why wear condoms uh, well obviously uh there's an answer to that question yeah. obviously you'll find that out when you get hit with that first child support <laughs> that's <thing>. exactly right <laughs> <laughs> well should have worn one <laughs> or four <laughs> <laughs> maybe at this rate you should perhaps buy stock i was gonna say so. yeah buy some trojan stock <laughs> 628-550-KTSA-FM-1071. South Texas Guns at the corner of 281 and Brook Hollow, right across the parking lot from the HEB, is where you will find your gun. It's there. It's waiting for you at South Texas Guns. And I'm talking about everything from long guns, rifles, you know, if you're a hunter, or shotguns, if you're looking for something for protection. They've got AR-15s, you bet. They got it all at South Texas Guns. They have experts to talk with you about handguns. If you're a Kimber person or a Sig person, or maybe you're uh, a Colt, you know, what, whatever, whatever your your brand is, uh, they've got it for you. Uh, I'm a Smith and Wesson guy. In some occasions, other occasions, they got Colt and Kimber. I got a couple of others that uh, I love, absolutely love them. And um, the Judge is a wonderful gun. I can tell you that. But anyway, you'll find not only that, but you'll find the experts to talk with you about guns, and they've got expert gunsmiths on staff and in the store, so they don't have to send your gun off somewhere. they got it right there at South Texas Guns, 281 at Brook Hollow, near the HEB, and online at South... 636, Trey Ware, KTSA. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. 210-599-5555. Now, you know me, in nearly 50 years of doing this, how many times have I interviewed authors on the show? I mean, it's just a, it's a rare thing that I do. It's got to be an outstanding book and deeply engrossing for me to, to do that. And this one, when I heard Gary Grossman and Ed Fuller 
talk about Red Deception. It's the second book in the Red Hotel series. I said, i got to have them on. We've got to talk about not only the book itself, but uh, their knowledge of what's going on with the world of the Red. And you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Vlad uh, Putin and all of that. So Gary Grossman is joining me now on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline to dive into it. And Gary, thank you for your time this morning. My pleasure. Great to be on with you, Trey. Thanks so much, and thanks for the great introduction. Well, I, I'm looking at the book, and it's going to my copy is going to be here today from Amazon. I'm really I'm super excited about diving into it. Book two in the series, The Red Hotel, and now Red Deception. Uh, give us a, a brief description, if you would, about the series itself, and then we can talk about deception itself. Thanks. The series really starts with the fact that my my partner, my writing partner, Ed Fuller, is the real deal. Um, he was the former president of Marriott International. And as a thriller writer, I usually work alone. Well, I met Ed through a friend, coincidentally somewhat related, the two businesses that I'm about to talk about. One is book writing and the other is international intrigue. Uh, that's Bruce Fierstein, who wrote the first three Pierce Brosnan, James Bond movies. And I met him walking our dogs one day and he said, Gary, I've got this great guy for you to meet. He's interested in collaborating on a book, on a novel, on a thriller. And I said, well, I really don't do that with other people. And he said, you got to meet him. And he told me his background through uh, Marriott. And I just wasn't sure. And he said, meet him. I did. And within 30 seconds, and yeah. I may be exaggerating, it could have been 25 seconds, I realized Fuller was as much in the anti-terrorism as the hotel business. He got uh, people safely out of Cairo at the fall of Mubarak and Tripoli when Gaddafi fell. He dealt with triads uh, in China, uh, kidnappings uh, in, in uh, South America. Uh, his hotels were blown up in Jakarta. This is a guy who obviously had to have inside connections with the CIA, uh, with intelligence organizations around the world. He was the real deal, a great guy to collaborate with. So what we've done is take a lot of his real stories and put them into fictional form, first in Red Hotel and Red Deception. But I'll tell you, the fiction is really pretty much what you read in the newspaper yesterday, what you heard right now on the KTSA news, and what's going to be tomorrow's headline. Yeah. Because they deal a lot with infrastructure and this guy named Putin. And, and that's exactly what has intrigued me about this. I heard you guys talking about it. And in fact, one of the lines here says, uh, you could have been on the National Security Council, you guys who, who wrote this, uh, both of you, uh, because you have so much insight and inside information as to, to what's going on. Now, we just saw this, quote, summit between Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin. Well, what did you think about that? And tell us a little bit about your knowledge about Vladimir Putin. What kind of guy is he? Uh, it, great questions. Number one, uh, I, I interview Ed constantly to find out what he's uh, what stories he has to tell to work into the book. We, we get together every few weeks uh, for hours and hours and hours. How can you have a summit in two hours? Yeah, right. Uh, I'm sorry, with the, with the two most powerful people in the world, mm -hmm. or, or two of the three most powerful people in the world, uh, I, and then walk away and say, well, you know, that uh, two is all we needed. Uh, Putin is a dangerous man. Uh, the Putin in our book and Red Deception is named Nikolai Gorshkov, but he basically comes from the same place. He's a former KGB agent. He was somebody in East Germany in the time, uh, was uh, tasked with turning people, blackmailing them, compromising them, uh, working with the Stasi, the East German police. He's a killer. He's a bad man, uh, not to be trusted, and he continues to do the same thing. Uh, some of, you know, when in, inside contact I had uh, with the Obama administration, and I've had contacts with the Trump administration inside the White House and Obama, and likewise now, uh, when Obama went to Kremlin, to the Kremlin, uh, to meet with uh, uh, Putin, uh, he told the chief advisor who I had heard from, uh, when the meeting was over, he said, let's get out of here and get out of here now. Mm -hmm. This man is crazy he's not to be trusted That's on any level is he with. no and he wants to rebuild what was the former soviet union look at 
the first step was Georgia. The second is moving into uh, Crimea. He wants the Baltic states back. Um, you know, it's what he says, what's mine is mine and what's yours is mine. And that weaves all through red deception uh, by creating chaos around the world, including attacking our infrastructure. Let's, uh, for, for just a second, because we don't have a lot of time, but uh, for just a second, let's let's look back at Vlad at the early days. I mean, everything, it seems as though everything that he has done has been working himself into this position to be the president of Russia and guide Russia all these years back to what he thinks should be the, the prominence and the greatness of the Soviet Union once again. Absolutely. That has been his, uh, count the years now, 40-year uh, march, basically. Uh, well, about 30-year march, uh, if I'm doing the math right, um, to get to restore what was the Soviet Union. He thought that was the biggest mistake that the leaders of the Kremlin, uh, Gor- uh, Gorbachev, could have ever done. He considers them traitors. Um, they tried democracy. Guess what? It failed. Most do. A lot of countries, they say, you know, look at what happened with Iraq. Walk in and say, okay, here's democracy. And they go, here's what? How do you spell it? 7,000 years of history. And what does that mean? Um, you have to have the right leader and the right time to be able to say your system is going to be different when for hundreds, if not thousands of years, you've been listening to an autocrat. Um, he's a, as I said before, he's a, he's a dangerous man. There have been psychology reports worked up on him and, um, you know, nobody sat down, no American has sat down with him to give him a psychological test, but he's got all the earmarks of, uh, uh, you know, paranoid, dangerous figure. And, uh, how do you do, how do you deal with him? You have to be prepared to stand up to him. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, we really don't know what's going to happen over the next few years, especially with him controlling the northern sea route as the uh, ice melts in the Arctic. He's got uh, 30, he's got, uh, I think, 30 uh, icebreakers. Nine of them are nuclear-powered icebreakers to crash through the ice and to be able to ship oil to China. How many how many icebreakers of that quality do we have? We have two. One is in dry dock right now, being repaired. The other is in the Antarctic. Yeah, uh, Gary He's Grossman is control that. Yeah, Gary Grossman is my guest. Red Deception is the name of the book. Second one in the Red Ho- Red Hotel. Um, and we're talking about Vladimir Putin here and the power that he uh, exercises and controls. Um, it, it really is a game of of world dominance here. Uh, has he formed an alliance with China in your mind? Really interesting question. They need each other. Uh, China needs Russia's oil. Russia has immense uh, resources in oil. And again, opening up the Northern Sea Route, it cuts the time in half to get oil to China. What does Russia need? Russia needs money. Right. China has money. Exactly. So are they uh, partners? Maybe not so much. Can they have an alliance? Absolutely. Is that alliance ultimately going to stifle or hurt the United States? Yes. Is it intended to? Yes. Answer yes to both. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, okay. So um, when you look at what what he is now doing, um, it, it just looked like the entire quote summit, which is the non summit. But uh, when you look at his uh, just his facial expressions and everything during that entire time, which it's hard to take anything away from his facial expression because he's a master of that, right? But I, I don't think he thinks too much uh, of our president, and I don't think he's intimidated by Joe Biden one little bit. I don't think he's intimidated by anybody. Um, and, and I think you could send in the Incredible Hulk uh, if he existed, and it would be impossible to intimidate uh, 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 Vladimir Putin. He is every bit the strong man. Um, he, he answers to nobody. His intention is to be president for life. Uh, as is the character in Red Deception, Nikolai Gorshkov, because he's drawn from him and he wields power through fear, intimidation, murder, killings. Um, and, you know, certainly nothing would have happened in uh, Belarus with the plane being hijacked if it hadn't been for uh, Putin's approval as well. Uh, there have been people who have fallen dead on the street in London, as we know, um, poisoned. Uh, happens around the world. We know what happens to journalists. 
This man is somebody to be reckoned with. Is he a worthy adversary? I would have not used those words. Let's, um, as we wrap up, how much of the stuff that we see in the world, you just mentioned a couple of them, and how much of the stuff that we see here in the United States was designed by him, implemented by him, carried out by him, funded by him, stuff that either we don't have answers for or someone else or something else gets the blame, but he did it? Well, uh, we don't know what we don't know, and that's what makes it interesting for thriller writers to speculate. And I'll just go back to 9-11, who was called into Washington, among other people, uh, to meet with the Pentagon, to meet with the NSA, to meet with the CIA, uh, about what we're missing, what we're not seeing, what we should be thinking about, what we don't know about, who should be called in, who was called in? Well, action screenwriters like Bruce Feirstein, I mentioned, who wrote three of the James Bond movies, thriller writers. I was not writing thrillers at that time. Big thriller writers were called into Washington. Tell us what we need to be thinking about. Um, we, we don't know, as I said, what, that, what we don't know, um, but we surely can suspect that uh, all, virtually all, signs point back to uh, Putin and point to Russia. Some of them point to China. Some of them point to North Korea. Some of them point to Iran. Some of them, you know, point to a variety of other rogue nations and, and people. Uh, but there's so much, you know, what he's wanted to do is exactly what's happened in this country. Well, that's that why I asked the question. Questioning everything. Yeah, that's why I asked the question. I mean, we see a lot of unrest on our streets. We see these mass or spree killings in America. We see all these things that happen here that are causing dissension between all of us, breaking us up. I mean, the, the ultimate end to all this is to dissolve the country and breaking us up from within. We're always fighting over this, that, and the other. Uh, I, I, I just have, and I can't point at him about everything but i just have to happen to believe that he's behind a lot of that stuff that goes on that either you know some some guy's a fall guy or or nobody gets to blame at all i i absolutely agree with you trey um it it, it's his uh his hatred of america uh his hatred of american presidents his hatred of the system all that's what brought down the soviet union which he believed in um so so somebody who's got that that cooking inside of his head for so long, what is he going to do? He's going to do everything he could, can mm. do to disrupt right. at the same time, move back towards the Soviet Union world that he lived in. Yeah. And that includes those Eastern Bloc Soviet nations. And he sure is using social is media. Scary. Yeah. And he's using social media and what have you to get it done, I believe. Isn't that the uh, a law of unintended consequences? Could we have ever thought when here we were, handed the Internet, and it opened us up to the world. And I used to be a ham radio operator as a kid and would be, you know, using Morse code and talking to people around the world and finding that so exciting. Look what's happened from the inside out uh, with the Internet. No one, well, at least I didn't, and maybe I should have as, a, you know, somebody who looks and speculates about the future. I sure didn't see it. Yeah. But he did. Yep. Or he's, he's using it really, you know, he's very good at what he does. Yep. Yep. Uh, great book, Red Deception. Gary Grossman and Ed Fuller are the writers. We're talking to Gary right now. I appreciate your time, Gary. Can't wait to read the book. Thank you for being on. Thanks so much, and all the best, and a good morning to everybody. Stay safe and stay healthy. And the last thing to leave you with, and I learned from Ed Fuller, if you see something, say something. Amen to that. We got that job ourselves. Amen. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate it. You can find the book on Amazon and where fine books are sold. Arsadi Dental is the place to turn to for great dental care for your entire family, and they do it all. Everything from minor cleanings to major uh, type surgery, surgical things that they have to do to get you back into great dental health. They do it all at Orsadi Dental. And when it comes to cosmetic procedures, they're highly trained. They go to all the continuing education courses. They invest in the latest and greatest equipment to get that job done for you. Implants, all on four single implants, crowns, bridges, veneers. Man, they do it all right there at Orsati Dental. Invisalign, where they can straighten your teeth, and nobody but you and the doctors are going to know that they're straightening your teeth. They can whiten your teeth, so on and so forth. They do it all. Orsati Dental, 210. Four- Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. I got them. It was an excellent day for an exorcism. Oh. I wrote the bill. <laughs> Whoa, man. 
It's almost that freaky, isn't it? No, no, it's worse than that because he's the president. He's the guy. And he spent the day yesterday at press conferences whispering to you. I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. <laughs> he he has the guy behind him with the nuclear football. And he could turn at any minute and say, okay, here's the codes. I mean, he doesn't have them memorized, but uh, give me the codes. Let's go. Let's do this. And poof, you know, away it goes. And, 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 and if you go by what he said a couple of days ago, that could be like uh, Seattle, you know, because he's thinking that he's going to do that to America. Uh, I wrote the bill. I know. Uh, you know, Joe, no, you didn't write anything. You haven't written anything forever. You've copied some stuff before, but you've never, ever written anything before. So, yeah, that's coming up on Where and Rhyme. You bet. Uh, we'll do a whole two hours whispering to each other. No, we won't do that. But we are gonna we are gonna have fun with that, and we are gonna talk some more about Miami because in Miami they're still trying to figure out what happened down there, and they don't know. But the bravest people alive are in the uh, the car garage, the parking garage of that building underneath there, digging through walls, trying to get to human beings. They're still looking for ninety nine. One hundred and two have been accounted for. Thirty nine have been dug out of the rubble. We got more details coming up for you. KTSA.